Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Hello, and welcome to episode 26, Why Stephen Covey's Seven Habits Work. And if you ever have read anything by Stephen Covey, you will understand why I have so much respect for him. I was so sad that he passed away so tragically in 2012 at age 79. We'll talk more about that when I give you a little bio of him. Um, But his basic premise uh, started off as business management. But what I'm going to try to show you today uh, is how the seven habits are actually really awesome techniques for uh, family life and uh, for self-efficacy. And uh, most importantly, just how to use them to be a functional human being. Stay tuned and let's talk about it. All right, well, Stephen Covey uh, was a very famous author, and uh, his book, The Seven Habits, was actually published in 1988, and uh, it sold 25 million copies. It was the first uh, nonfiction book of its type to ever sell more than a million copies. So it's good content, it's good stuff, and he was a, he actually had a doctorate in religious studies, very religious man, but he also was a MBA and a very successful businessman and business trainer. Um, he died in 2012 at age 79. Really, many people would say at the prime of his life. Um, he was an avid bicyclist and uh, unfortunately was in a very freak accident and got really badly hurt um, and died from complications and surgery. Um, Time Magazine listed him as one of the top 25 most influential business management books ever. And again, today my goal is I want to go through his seven habits. And uh, it's a phenomenal book. And just explain to you some of the mental health background, um, which uh, he himself, you know, quoted from. Um, but his main focus, of course, of his book was uh, business success. But you will see how it really could have an impact on us. So let's go through with seven habits. Number one, be proactive. And this is such a great place to start. Uh, so many people start in this place of inactivity and hopelessness and this inability to move forward in life. Um, and that mindset is not one that is going to be very helpful for actually getting things done. And uh, so we want to be proactive. We want to really push ourselves forward and believe that change is possible and that change will prevail because that is where uh, people could really improve their lives. Item number two for out of the seven habits of highly effective people, begin with the end in mind. What a brilliant statement. How many people come in to even therapy and they're seeking therapy and they have no idea what they want? And this is why I always start off with my clients right after we do all the intake and I get the background information, I say to them, what, what's your goal? What would you like to accomplish? And some of them say that's the hardest question they were ever asked. But we need to figure out, you know, what is the end that we're going towards? What are the goals? Well, I want to learn how to regulate my emotions more. I want to learn how to be in control of my day more. I want to learn how to create healthy connections and bonds with others. Great. Now we have that end in mind. Now we can work towards it. If you don't have that goal of where you're headed and we have no destination, it's like getting into your car and saying, well, I'm going to go somewhere. Where are you going? I have no idea. I'll know when I get there. But what do you say? Well, are you going to drive? No, I have nowhere to go. You got to set a destination. And once you set a destination, then we can find the approach. Number three, put first things first. So it might sound very cliche. Oh, yeah, he's just telling us to prioritize. But he has an entire book about how to put first things first. And it's actually called First Things First. Um, and basically, I'm not going to bore you with all the details, although it is very practical. But I'm here looking for the principle that operates the entire machinery. Um, he defines 
certain priorities of what's important and what's pressing and how to prioritize that. But let me just give you a quote from him, which I think is just so brilliant. The key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. And I'll explain that and then I'll repeat it and you'll see the, the beauty of it. So many people kind of live life by they take, okay, this is my day. This is what I have to get done. I understand. And let me just put it in the order of priority. But no, that's not what, what successful people do. Successful people schedule their actual priorities on their schedule. That means that they understand that their health is important, their relationships are important, their free time is important, and certain projects that they're working on are important. And that's what they do. So they don't just take what comes their way. They proactively, borrowing from uh, step one, proactively make their schedule have things on them that are going to be uh, reflective of their priorities. So again, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Put the priorities on your schedule, make sure that they happen. Number four, think win-win. It's so easy to be in an argument with people and to try to push for our own agenda. However, they're not going to listen to us if we don't know that uh, we have their agenda in mind as well. How could we both win in this case? How could we both uh, use each other's input and make this project better, make this relationship better, make this dynamic better? If, if we show the other person that we care about them using some good old-fashioned Dale Carnegie caring skills, and other skills that we have, personal, personal skills, so we could get ourselves both into a mindset of, hey, we could both win, this doesn't have to be me versus you, and we could smooth over so many relationships and so many problems, what is the best solution for both of us? Number five, and this is kind of an extension of how to accomplish that, seek first to understand and then to be understood. We will not agree with someone or trust someone until we feel heard and valued and respected by that other person. And so even if what you're saying is the most brilliant idea for the company, for the relationship, for the dynamic, um, you're not going to earn my trust and, and respect until you first show me that you understand me. And then you show me you understand me, then then I, I, I believe that you'll be enamored by some of my ideas and you'll respect some of my ideas and then we can work together. So it's just so important when we get stuck, people get stuck in impasses in, in all dynamics of home life, family life, relational life, work life, um, friend life, etc. often there's this lack of understanding between the parties. And when we can start introducing a mutual understanding and mutual respect, there's so much that can be done. Number six is synergize. And it's all about the teamwork. Um, I, I call it outsourcing the things you can't do and knowing the things that you're good at and knowing the things that technically you could do, but you're not so good at and learning to turn, turn around and focus on other people. Ray DeLeo has a great book he just put out called Principles. And he talks a lot about this in his multi-billion dollar company that he built, Bridgewater, that he basically uh, created baseball stat cards about all of his employees. And at first they resisted it and they didn't like the idea, but they did agree to go along with it. And basically um, his argument was, hey, let's let's have out there who's good at certain types of clients, certain types of niches, certain types of tasks, and who's bad at them so that we know not to put them out there. And at first people were uncomfortable with this. But what he said was, wait a minute, if you're an awesome first baseman, I'm not going to waste you and put you on on home to be the catcher. And if you're an amazing pitcher, uh, it, it would not serve the, the team well to put you out when it's the bottom of the ninth, bases are loaded, and uh, we, need a, we need a grand slam to save, this, to save this game. So we have to know what we're good at, and we have to know what we're not so good at. And by focusing on the things that you're niche good at, you could synergize and get together a lot more. And his company is now automated, where everyone literally uh, has certain, holds certain uh, power when they vote on certain ideas based on their seniority and their uh, expertise in those levels. And what, what an effective way to deal with things. That's called, that's called synergy. And number seven is sharpen the saw. 
And this refers to the idea of not getting rusty and just kind of burning out. But you always have to renew your resources and your energy and take care of your health to make sure that your business is sustainable and that you can maximize results. And again, you know, even when we get good at something, we need to keep the sharp, the uh, the uh, saw sharpened and always make sure that we're still doing what we're doing and thinking of better ways to be more effective. That's a nutshell of Stephen Covey and all that he stood for. Um, he was a great father, and he actually said that one of the greatest awards he ever won in his life was in 2003, was a great father award that he got from a company. And um, he was a phenomenal man. His children carry on his legacy, and I've written many books about him as well, The Speed of Trust and uh, other business books that uh, draw on his concepts. But what I care about is the mental health aspects. Yes, you could read the book, and it will greatly improve your business acumen, but it could also help with your mental health self-care, because there's so many different tips here about how to manage yourself and how to take yourself seriously. No, it's not about being rigid and being scheduled. He was a very free man. He was a very, very loving and uh, delightful man, family man. Um, but it's about just when we are when we are working to focus on how to be most productive that way. And when we're playing, to make sure that we're playing hard in a healthy way as well. So I believe that the seven habits could greatly enhance your mental health. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.